0: This episode includes mentions to class and caste conflict, portrays of quarantine, themes of disease, references to poison and animal meat consumption, and references to gore, as well as the inescapable machinations of trade and power. My name is Rainer, and I'll be happy to play for you tonight. I beg your forgiveness. <clears throat> I am not at my best. Oh, it is conversation that you seek rather than my music. Very well. <laughs> Have you heard of the strange incident at the Lark Song? A guest was attacked and ended up covered in blood and ash, saved only by the timely arrival of the Emerald Magistrates. Seems that Traveler, the owner of the Grinning Mujina, was some kind of nightcrawler, so the people say. Let us pray that we can stay vigilant and for the blessing of friends like Joshua Kendam and William Carson (laughs) that allow our forces to remain vigilant. It has been a very long day, but what does Minoru and Yuzume do before they go back to the complex? And hopefully, call it a night. We've got the Legion setting
1: to work to make sure that we don't accidentally further spread the Shadowlands taint. Do we want to hit the Temple District?
2: Yeah, I think we need to. We need to go to the Temple District, and how we're we going to do some testing.
0: You go to the Temple District, and as soon as you you enter the complex. You hear that uh, from the, the monks, which you make making you hear that uh, one of your people has already delivered someone for purification and vigil, and they delivered it to the temple of Shinsei. And you are informed that the man that uh, you aircodes saved, Mayumi, is uh, under the care of Hinata, the abbot of, say, temple. Thank you for informing us. Um, who brought them here? Uh, it was uh, a samurai that looked to be affiliated to no clan, a female-presenting one. Oh, she
1: works fast. I'll have to write her commendation. All right, let's let's go talk to her first, and then I guess we'll communicate to the rest of these people everything else.
2: So let's go look for Abbot Hinata.
0: Yes, sounds like a plan. You are led to the Temple of Shinsei and you see Inata, and you recognize that you have seen him around town, especially when you uh, were staying in the acampment in the south. He's a lean and whitey man in his late 40s, and he uh, has an inherent, relaxed, resting expression and seems very quick to show his pleasure with a smile and yeah you remember that he was often visiting the people in the in the village outside as well as those being tended by the mia during the early weeks oh Bayushi-sama, so, i was told to expect your visit i'm sure that i've been doing anything possible about the crisis that you mentioned
1: well, Hinata-sama, I believe it may be worse than we, than we knew of when we brought you, when my Yuriki brought you the gentleman earlier.
0: There may be people in the Untouchable Commune exposed. Mm, that is worrisome. I think we can request some budgeting of Jade to be assigned to tend to that. And he lowers his head as his smile grows more intense. I have already had the
1: Seventh Legion quarantine their commune until such a time as we can get something like that to help us test those who would have been exposed to not just the creature, but the creature's victims.
0: Oh, uh, how long that will happen? I mean, how long it will take for us to get Jade for this propose?
1: As far as I know, Abbot Hinata, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Yazume-san, the closest source of jade would be Meimekake. It be at least three days
0: we will have to have the commune uh, quarantined. Hmm, that might be a long term. What are you prepared to do about trash collection and other things that cannot be postponed until the time?
1: I'm honestly, Abbot. I'm not sure. I didn't, I, I don't know of any other option we
0: have.
2: It will have to be assigned to somebody else. It's only three days, and it's for the good of the city.
0: Hmm. Do you know about other villages, which their people might take, take care of it?
2: We can send word to the surrounding villages, certainly. If not, then I am prepared to speak to the 7th Legion, see if there's anything that they may be able to do. It's not work that they will want, but again, it's better that they do it than not.
1: But perhaps if we send word
0: to the other villages, Split Rock and a couple of the other surrounding ones, they could help. Well, everyone's life is an epic tale, even at the smallest of tasks or the most humble. I bid you good luck. I will see what I can do to gather the funds of the temple as well as the patronage of the Sepun family and see what we can arrange to help the Kumun in its hour of need.
2: If I might, Abbott, before you go, the man that was brought here by our colleague, has he shown signs?
0: No, but uh, I will not say that he's entirely free of influence. Uh, It's clear, by the way, that the incense twisted around him, that he was touched by something out of this realm.
2: I see. Thank you very much.
0: It has been a lot for him, but he is brave. He will recover.
1: Thank you so much for your assistance and for your time, Abbott. We will go and set as many wheels in motion as we can. So anything before dinner?
2: I think Yuzume is going to write out all of those letters to the surrounding villages and to the crab and she'll have to find somebody who can ride out to the crab, you know, as fast as they can. Uh, maybe see if one of the Imperials can do it if they have, if they have a better horses, you know.
1: Once those letters are written, Minerva's going to change clothes, take a bath if he has time, but there's only so much they can do. And the cranes?
3: We are enjoying some delightful tea that Asahina picked up, and Aiko is reviewing the little bits he knows about the minor clan representatives and trying to prepare himself
4: for a meeting with them tonight. Asahina is reading the same book that uh, that, uh, Yuzume helped him pick out in the last... Or uh, the last time they were at the library, but he's having trouble because he's waiting for Minoru and Yuzumi to come back because he's, you know, distracted by the whole situation as much as as possible, so he's trying to focus as much as possible, I guess.
0: So your guests of the Minor clans, they
3: seem to be in very good mood. So where are you receiving them and what is the menu? Aiko, with the time he had, discussed menu options with Asahina, knowing that he has a much better taste for such things, and as such, left the the decision-making on that up to the, the man with a passion for
4: gourmet. Well, let me tell you what they have. So they're having a cold noodle salad as kind of part of, say like, prob- I think pickles first and then cold noodle salad second. And then probably going to progress to, I think, some tempura vegetables. I think that there's not a lot of fish around right now, that fish is uh, still kind of a, a, t- a tough commodity to get a hold of. Ludo, with the time allotted, would I have been able to get some fish for them?
0: I mean, considering you only
4: learned about
0: this this
4: morning. But yeah, I think, I think he tries to get skewers he tries to have them brought over from that yakitori stand that he was at where he likes to eat he tries to have several skewers brought over and kept warm as much as possible to be the kind of main course actually if it's possible i think he probably would have approached that the stall keeper and said hey would you be interested in you know uh, coming to serve some samurai dinner as the main course um so that he could have them grow on site if possible but if not he would have just had the skewers brought over
0: so what is the entertainment when they arrive if Raina's available, Minoru
1: promised her future work, and he's going to make good on that promise. If Raina isn't available, another some sort of musician.
3: I'm sure with Aiko's connections in the, the Common District and his friendship with Tomoya, he could find some sort of well-respected local talent that puts on entertainment.
0: Raina is available. She seems a bit under the weather, a bit sick, but uh, she seems eager to take this work.
2: What are her symptoms?
0: She seems to be sniffling
1: a bit. If she doesn't feel well enough to perform to the best of her ability, I'll have her recommend someone to us and pay her basically a finder's fee.
0: She says, no, no, I'm fine. I Actually, I need the money. I'm happy to perform. If you insist, I would happily, if you don't
1: feel well enough, pay you a finder's fee to recommend another musician to me.
0: I assure you, magistrate, there's... Nobody as talented in the town. You, I will not disappoint you tonight.
1: <sighs> Minoru is going to pay her extra, but he's going to hire her if she insists. But yeah, if she agrees to play, I'm going to pay her significantly
0: extra. Um, and she'll be the entertainment for the night. The three members of the Minor clan, I'm talking about Kitsunyanand, Iuzagi now and Toritaka Makoto, they approach... They approach you, and they seem to be in quite a good mood, and they are chatting among themselves. And they greet you, and we welcome your hospitality, to Katamakoto greets. It is nice to see that uh, you people have been proven themselves friends of the River of Gold and Irasaka.
3: It is our duty, charged under heaven, to... Ensure that the Empire comes to restore balance and protect its people in this unfortunate time. Of course, there have been hectic occurrences that have drawn us to several other instances in the past few weeks. And now that we have the time to ensure a few quality conversations, we thought it most apt and appropriate to meet with the representatives of the local minor clans, those of you that are here on the ground and are familiar with this land in order to ascertain how best the Emerald Office can stand by and assist in this time.
0: Really, Doji-sama? I was made aware today that you have not approached the the Falcon Clan, Anand points out. And Makoto waves his, his hands and his long fingers. Please think nothing of it. Uh, I saw how busy you were when you visit Mamikaki.
3: There is no offense taken for that, I understand. We appreciate your courtesy in this matter, Toritaka-san, and I do issue an apology. Yes, things were quite hectic upon our first arrival, but under Minoru-san's leadership, we have dealt with the pressing issues that were requiring our attention, and now at our first available convenience, we wish to speak with you and provide an open discourse for your concerns and worries regarding the situations. That's such a heavy topic to start the night.
0: Perhaps we can open with a small entry, something to excite the palate of the mouth. And Ozagin now waves across the room. Please, I would love for a mute if you could describe to me all that you have built here on this honestly delightful house.
1: Well, Vinoru says with a little bit of a smile, smiling with his eyes, I should say. I wish I could claim credit for this wonderful decorating, but Aiko-san has decorated all of our homes. He did such a fantastic job with this and the magistrate station.
3: Aiko-san, please. When overseeing the reconstruction of the magistrate's district, I wanted to ensure that elements of our own clans, our homes the Emerald Office we serve, and our new jurisdiction here in Hirosaka, the land of the River of Gold, were all melted into one unified style, showing the purpose of our time here. In order to accomplish this, I spoke with several artisans from Kayuden Byushi, working in the style prominent within Scorpion structure, building upon the general appearance of simplicity, leading to greater detail within, as you can tell from most of the cabinets and organizational structures throughout the Magistrate Station. I was delighted when seeing that local craftsmen here in Hirosaka have a beautiful technique applying woodwork to the walls. And as you can see, we made sure that they were properly rewarded for their detailed time, putting in the iconography and styles familiar with the river of gold and then finally to bring the station to life i ensure that several artists from cute and kikita applied their talents to bringing in artistry as you can see from this painting here i go gestures to one of the larger murals on the wall and it's done very clearly by a famed Kakita artist It's a piece of the river of gold flowing down through the heart of the empire and a a beautiful stretch of fields and hills and forests from outside from the outsides of either side of the river showing the the beauty and the life within the valley here i guess not a valley in the the general location i go after gesturing to it continues in conclusion without going into too much detail i'm sure i could talk about it all night but the intent of these homes in this office is a unification of what brings us all together and shows that the best Accomplishments within the Empire are formed when people of different talents and trainings are unified together in order to accomplish something greater than themselves.
0: And Makoto is looking pretty close. He seems pretty impressive with uh, the woodworking. Oh, this is mostly delightful. But I think you might find that this is not from uh, any local people. I have acquired a few pieces like this and... Uh, this style is pretty prominent of uh, a village uh, near uh, near Toshirambo that uh, works exclusively for uh, religious iconography for the Seppun. I'm afraid that these people are here from the blessing. They're not local. Interesting work indeed. These are some of the best that I've seen. You must present me to the artisans involved. I have much more that I wouldn't like to commission from them.
3: I will ensure to do so, Toritaka-san. The halls of the Falcon I unfortunately have never visited, but I am sure that with tastes such as your own, they are a fine and welcoming abode. Asahina-san, would you uh, introduce us to our first course for the evening as we begin with the meal?
4: Certainly, Toritaka-san. First thing I've had brought here this evening is, so it's going to be I think root vegetables that have been pickled like uh, probably something like radishes that have been pickled in rice bran. Ooh, ginger's also very good. Yeah, I think it's going be it's going to be ginger and root vegetables that have been pickled in rice bran over the winter um, and have been excavated. Yeah, I think it's just a full a full plate, it's going to be, yeah, some of the root vegetables and then the onions and radish kind of as counterpoints um, from those kind of earthier, funkier flavors. I have asked some of the more talented preservers in the city to put together a sampling of their wares. We have here some onions and radishes mixed with some fresh vegetables, as well as some root vegetables that have been preserved over the winter in rice bran. And
0: now bring something special. I took the liberty to bring some special fermented corn sake. It is a very rare thing to find. Usually only very few people in the deep into the forests are able to procure that. Uh, thankfully, Kitsune-sama was able to assist me with that. I'm very excited to get a taste of it, and I thought we should all share it.
4: Asahina's eyes absolutely light up. He's just thrilled. He says, "That sounds so unusual. I've never even tried something such as that. I I can't wait to have a taste of it."
1: Minoru will make sure that in as polite a way possible, if possible, that Yuzume doesn't get too much sake.
2: Just pour her a little tiny bit and make sure it's at an angle so that, like, no one can see.
3: I was going to say Aiko is going to insist she have plenty because of how much she loves her sake.
2: You're also mean.
3: <laughs> Minoru will pour it at an angle just a little bit and
4: slide it. Hajime is oblivious. He's just happy, He's just happy to try something new.
0: We have some tastes which we share, sama
2: Yes, indeed. It was uh, a wonderful surprise when we first met to find out just how much we had in common straight away. Panic looking at this cup.
1: <laughs> uh, Minoru will drink first because if he's going to get poisoned, he figures it might as well be
0: here. Uh, it's way stronger than you expected. It's a chillish guy with a sake, but this is more like social. And uh, it has a very nice taste, but then you'll have the lingering taste in your mouth. And uh, there is like this scent of oak that infuses your, your nose, but then it's just burning. That is a
3: righteous sake.
2: This is indeed very good.
3: In my travels across the empire, I have not had a drink like it.
4: I find it utterly delightful. He takes another sip.
3: Asahina-san, is it so good to have a second try? Soshi-san, I know how much you enjoy sake. You would not want to deny a second taste of this, would you? Be careful. then
0: suggests these can be quite strong. And I know that it's an acquired taste. It's better if you pace yourself, perhaps share it over a meal with something different than vegetables. It really brings out the unique flavor, accompanying something else. You have fish, perhaps.
4: Unfortunately, tonight, fish is not a part of our menu. We will be serving a host of different vegetables and local starches, but we will have... I do have a nice surprise for the final course of the evening. I don't want to give away all my secrets, Kasune-san, but I appreciate the advice. This is... Definitely potent sake, and I look forward to tasting it against the different dishes that I plan on or that we plan on enjoying. Speaking of, allow me to introduce our second course. Or he had the uh, cold soba noodle salad brought out. He says something a bit, a touch richer to walk us into uh, to walk us into our heavier dishes.
3: As the food comes out and is served, Aiko says, "I am glad that we have this moment to indulge and." try a blend so unlike anything that I have had before that is unique to this locale that you have found together. It is our hope over dinner and in the future that we will find ways to work with you to benefit the minor clans of the River of Gold in the ways best possible for the Emerald Office. I'm aware that with the time invested on other cases, we have not had the chance to put forward our intentions and concerns so consider this the beginning of our door being open to each of your clans to assist in whatever way we can i find it best when discussing matters with multiple different parties to begin up front with the hard sell and then find the enjoyable details later oh my do you always make such a hard sell
0: my God loves. Well, we actually came here because we wanted to talk about the position of our minor clients. The atom seem to have a proposal about how to handle that. And then adds, especially the question of representation. Now nods, as you can imagine, dealing with society as a whole through your allies relying on them rather than speaking for yourself can be distressing sometimes. And definitely stressful.
1: Did you find Otomo Kazuko's ideas agreeable? I have been meaning to have a meeting with her to discuss her proposal. She's only mentioned it in passing to us.
0: Well, yes. She said that she took your report into consideration and then explains. She says that you uh, overrepresented the, the role of the unicorn and the crab and Krenda's local powers. But she saw the actual importance of the minor clans and how the presence of those three clans so far into the river of gold could only be possible through her hard work for us supporting that and she promised relief from that not only material relief by giving us use of the resources of Hirosaka for our clans but also something that will assure that in the future we would not be playing second fiddle to the great clans.
3: We sit upon the remains of a minor clan itself. The Moth served the Empire well, and it would be a discredit to their memory and their status as a part of the Empire to cast aside all the effort and duty minor clans such as the Moth, such as your own clans, do for the Empire. I believe that Atoma-sama's proposition has merit, although we have not had time to discuss it with her first. One of the possible outcomes of tonight would be understanding what it is that your clans desire as an outcome, as you said, being relieved of pressures or otherwise that we can use to work forwards in rebuilding Hirosaka and establishing the River of Gold and the territories of your clans as a place that is respected throughout the Empire.
0: Well, now, not Our utmost desire is military protection, as well as protection from starvation. Something that we got from our relationship with the Hiramori family. However, that's something that we want to preserve no matter what happens in the future. Makato nods in agreement. The Toritaka... We are committed to help Scrap as our allies. However, you visit Mamikake, and it is an insult that this place is called a village when it is almost as big as Hirosaka. And supporting Mamikake depends entirely on the Toritaka and really drains the resources of our life. Not only we have to support an extensive part of the Roma family that resides there, we are now responsible to support the dry docks and the fortifications and the naval forces that the crab have there. And this is really putting a strain on ourselves, as well as what we can get safely from the Shinomen. And finally, an end... Crosses his arms. My position here is to assist the unicorn. There are ancient compacts between us and the other children of Shinjo and his fellow Kirin. It all up to us that we see them properly integrated in the empire. While the, my priority is to see that the unicorn thrive here, I also need to make sure that uh, the Kitsune are not Involved or targeted by external hostilities, and we are able to continue our way of life.
1: All of those are quite reasonable requests and fit the general understanding we had of uh, when we visited your various cities. My Yoriki Aiko san did present us well. We do wish to provide a fair and equivalent. Access to this office for the Great clans and for the minor clans
3: and for any others who need it. All of your perspectives presented tonight are ones grounded in honor and concern for your clans. As I'm sure you're all aware, the Great Tsunami has caused credit devastation in the Crane Clan. and Toritaka San, I can understand your clan's resources being stretched thin. Usagi-san, again, obviously the Hiromori are vassals of the crane, and they produce a great amount of rice the crane. I can understand the concern within the leadership of your clan about food stores running low. Kitsune-san, as fellow neighbors of the Lion and other clans in the Empire, I understand your leader's desire to keep your clan safe from outside influences, I would like to assure you personally upon my honor that I will look into each of these matters and attempt to find a way in which the Emerald Office can ensure that each of your needs are met while upholding your duties to the Empire. All of your clans have sacrificed and have continued to do a great deal for the Empire and it would be a disservice on our part to not acknowledge and reward you for your efforts. And
0: then sighs. Toji-sama, you are not listening. There's nothing more frustrating than having to rely on an ally. Because then you rely on someone that does not have or live experience defending our interests. You have someone that as well intended as they might be, they might just flumber. Or they might show their with a long list of negotiations of you and other parties. And guess what? Yours are the ones that are dropped in a compromise. And Makoto nods, and this is something that Atomo uh, Kazuko actually offered to correct. She proposed equal representation to the minor clans, equal to the great clans, within the confines of uh, Irozaka's autonomous administrative zone, if one was to be created.
1: You don't want you, you don't want your allies to rely upon you, and you don't want
0: to rely upon them. You want independence. We want to have a voice. Usagi uh, now explains. We don't want to rely on others to speak for it.
1: I, I understand that entirely. That's not only understandable, that's reasonable. No one wants to have to have someone else speak for them all of the time.
3: I apologize to each of you. I did miscommunicate. I do understand that your distress comes from relying on the alliances each of you have made with different great clans. I was not aware of Otomo-sama's proposition. As I have said before, we did not have time to discuss it. I do believe it is a possible case. I would have to look into some research and some standing precedent in the Empire... However, I do believe that upon an opportunity to speak with Otomo Sama, that your case would not be pressed forward through her alone and that unified, we could strengthen the position of each of your clans and her proposal. Well, the proposal is pretty plain, uh, the
0: Falcon explains. She is trying to lobby for Irosakya due to its special disaster-related circumstances, as well as the River of Gold, to be declared an autonomous zone where decisions will be done at the local level instead of having to wait for a reply for the Child of Heaven hacking through the Emerald Champion, at least temporary, until this is sorted for that there's going to be a government position which is gonna be kept mostly as an advisory role they're gonna administer mirosec proper they're gonna see that uh, the things that the empire is owned are processed and they're gonna have the right of veto over whatever is decided within the confines of uh, the autonomous zone Now, the actual decisions on the Autonomous Zone will be made by a council of families, in which, so far, the families approached have been the three of us, well, the three that we represent, as well as the plan is to contact Daidoji, the Iruma, and the Shinju. And the local lords will have power there. So, this will be this council of six local lords, of six clans three of them minor and three of them great clans now smiles as you can see emerald magistrate this gives us an edge we now have to be seen as equals and if the three of us agree on something that will be prejudicial for the minor clans we can just block it and another is quick to add, and if the mot are reformed and join the Autonomous Zone, that would give the seven members on the council, so Minor clans will actually have four seats against three from the great clans, giving us an increased representation, which will only be fair because we actually live here, could not be reassigned somewhere else if things go poorly. Makoto speaks again to drive his conclusion. Of course, if the mod are restored, the more likely the Governor is going to be a mod. So not only are we going to have a higher share in what happens in the zone, we're going to have also the power of Veto over the decisions of the Council of lords. It is an interesting proposal.
1: I did have intentions on meeting with Otomo Kazuko-san tomorrow, so I will have to discuss this more at length with her.
2: I'm glad to hear that the position of the moth has been considered and that the zone wouldn't be a replacement for them, I must say. Do you have any opinions on or any information on either of the claimants to the clan? Uh,
0: We have no opinions about that. As far as we are concerned, the moth is the moth, now replies. I think everyone is being too quick in uh, booting them. It would not be the first time that. uh, I mean, our clan is destroyed only to research later, and she has a smile that is very sad.
1: The moth, in fact, seemed to be quite excellent at that trick, according to research from Mayuriki Yuzume-san. We have not rushed into declaring the moth extinct for this reason.
4: Asahina says, I don't mean to interrupt this critical discussion, but this seems as good a time as any to bring out our third course. And he has a servant come in with uh, root vegetables, um, as well as a just sort of simple dashi dipping sauce. He makes sure that everybody has their own dish and also makes sure all of the guests are served first before the four of us are.
0: Oh, this is delightful. And Makoto is the first to take a bite. Mm. It's good to... It's good to know that you're not falling to conspiracy theories, Emerald Magistrate. After all, I've heard all of them. The latest one going around is that uh, their uh, their past catch up with them, you know. According to the old belief that uh, the current incarnation of the Moth Clan is actually a legitimized moon cult set at Temple here in Urosaka.
1: We have poured over the Moth Clan's research what we can find we've poured over their records and while there's a lot you could say about how unique the moth studies were that that is a spurious and almost laughable claim
0: uh, I don't know say it's entirely laughable I mean there are evidence of moon cults that have been found here hell. If you look into the the many monasteries and temples that you go there in the way to Unicorn Lands and uh, all the way to the pilgrimage towards the Plains of Thunder, there are two or three monasteries that uh, still pay respect to the to the moon in one way or another, or have some aspect of it on their practice. It is not completely unfounded, especially if one knows about their religious art and uh, the local traditions.
1: I was unaware of that. That is quite fascinating. But we've heard all sorts of wild theories about the moth since we've come here. I mean, I suppose that's ha- that's what happens when you're a secretive sort. I mean, look at what you hear about the scorpion. What about the scorpion? Oh, you hear all sorts of unique rumors about us. Most
0: aren't worth speaking of. Now, Shekels, I'm pretty sure that most of them are spread by the scorpion.
3: Aiko cracks a thin smile at the comment.
1: Usagi-san, please. We, I will admit some of them are spread by board members of my clan at court, but a decent number of them find their way from all sorts of unique plays and poems.
4: Asahina's face is in his cup as this is happening. He's just really savoring the sake. Aiko's pouring a
3: second round of the sake for Izume.
0: And An Nan seems very pensive. I think the whole thing about the Supposed hairs of the mod is deeply offensive. It seems like it's the dragon and phoenix coming here and enforcing their culture here and expectation. Anyone that knows anything about the mod knows that that's not how they choose their daimyo. It is not how the family pick their champion. They actually went out of the way to, to have the leading family rotate. The idea that someone that is an immediate direct line relative of the previous daimyo would be the proper one to be appointed as champion is outrageous but this is how they are assuming and how they are acting
2: now that is very interesting kitsune-san would you mind if if you could uh enlightening us a little more on what qualities it was that they looked for when they were rotating the families
0: that is something that I don't know, but I find that especially appalling that a phoenix is doing this, considering how they do their things. It seems they have a criteria for themselves and a criteria for other clans. Eiko san that's
1: interesting. Did you discover that in any of your notes from the Moth?
3: Luda, that never came up in the in anything that Eiko has discovered about the Moth, right?
0: No, because that is for you to notice that there is an important missing part, which would be to be a genealogy of the mod. So if you actually had an actual good, you know, lineage or uh, heritage of the mod, then you will see who is related to, and then it will become apparent that none of the uh, clan champions are related to each other. But yeah, that never really happened because you don't have evidence for that. And If you don't have evidence for that, it probably does not exist. So you only have the word of an end here.
3: Right, where we have his word. And then Iko's research has been mostly into the community and like local culture, the populace. And originally, when we first arrived, he reviewed all the legal case documents. So nothing about that would have really applied to the the proposition now.
0: The only thing close to that is that, uh, if you remember at the time, I remarked that there was an extraordinary number of adoptions between the mod clan.
3: Aiko will tilt his head slightly, recalling, and then say, I'm afraid I was not aware of the particular tradition, although the records reference... A larger than normal number of adoptions within the clan family. I thought that was something similar to the dragon's practices in bringing in new blood, but this is most interesting. I believe it could be used in application to one of the claimants we heard today. Ludo, correct me if I'm wrong, the the minor clans are not fond of either the phoenix or the dragon coming and becoming the moth's heir, right? are they just not fond of the dragon? I
0: mean, they're not
3: fond that the great clans are coming here and doing their thing. I I would like to use cadence to say something to the minor clanners, but I would like to say that because Iko was at the meeting interviewing the heirs, Iko would like to communicate to the miners that the current opinion between the four of us is that neither of the propositions from the Phoenix or the Dragon are ideal for what we would like to see the the remnants of the Moth entrusted to and I would like to insinuate, hint, tell the minor clans that there is a great prospect for the Moth's traditions to be carried out in a way that isn't a minor clan grabbing control of the scene if that makes sense.
0: The Falcon openly laughs and empties his cap. Oh my, hearing you talk, it seems that some of you might not be half displeased to become mod themselves. After all, if what uh, Kitsune-san says is true, that is unprecedented. Unfortunately, that is going to have to remain a fantasy because the clan kept their records as well as their ancestral shrine pretty close to the keep unless you go digging through the keep and for some miracle some of it survived and tortured and you could use that to back a clan of someone to become the next champion of the mod i'm afraid you are out of luck
4: i believe we may have something to that effect i apologize for interrupting but I am beginning to see some threads drawing together. One of Ayushi-sama's Yoriki approached us earlier saying that she has been investigating leads into possibly excavating some underground tunnels that the moth may have. She has not found anything yet but she is very capable in what she does and she believes that there are some possible entrances that while she is not able to access them herself with the right resources she may be able to do so to that point and to your point and he looks specifically at gitsune he says i believe that your concerns about minor major clans coming in and disrespecting the legacy of the moth is a valid one. We, for one, have been spread fairly thin. We have been trying to get into the nuts and bolts of how to ensure Hirosaka survives without looking at its potential as a whole. What has been made very clear to me during this conversation is that the three of you are intimately familiar with Hirosaka and its workings. He turns to the servant by the door and says, would you mind bringing in our last course? And uh, in come seven bento trays that are filled with skewers, but they're all very carefully and very artfully designed each one, uh, like each, each compartment is very well garnished. It's like a little work of art. And he says, you all have spent time around here, Osaka. You saw it before the disaster. And we hope that you will remain present in its reconstruction. This town, well, this culture, you all are intimately familiar with. And while we are not, we wish very much to make sure that its legacy is preserved. Sometimes I think the best thing to do is let those who are experts in certain elements of an individual idea handle that. For example, and he holds up one of the skewers and he says, I procured these skewers from a craftsman in the city i won't uh for the moment argue away the name of such or said craftsman he is uh, an expert in what he does and for the moment his spot is a nice quiet place for me to think but notice here the expertise by which he crafts his skewers i believe that leaving the understanding of the culture of the moth and the understanding of the different facets of the society that they cultivated here in more capable hands might be better than perhaps leaving it to and he kind of thinks for a second and says leaving it to the whims of a chef who only just stepped into the kitchen. Am I making my meaning relatively clear? And he looks at Aiko to see how he is reacting to that.
3: Ico smoothly picks up from where Asahina steps off. In short, gentlemen, although we are required as the Emerald Office to make the final decision, we would prefer to have the opinions and judgment of you three, or representatives of your clan, be the ones to decide the heir to the moth.
4: But, of course, that... While I think that you all have the best perspective and best input on something, on a decision such as that, perhaps it is a decision that we should only make once the future of Hirosaka is more stable and more secure. I think if willing to assist us in ensuring that stability, then having your support, whoever is chosen as governor is the best representation of the moth, would be perhaps the most prescient course of action. I do not political experience but well who very much enjoys the culture of Hirosaka. and he smiles and takes a big old bite out of the skewer that he's uh that he's eating
0: so it seems like Kuzagi and uh, tritaka they are quite pleased with this and uh, they might be because of the alcohol but they seem pretty smug that you're basically telling them to pick the next champion of the mod but anand is not having of this. Let's not lose ourselves on the eagerness to do to other clans what often is done to us. Sorry, Takusan. Remember, you come from a valley on the other side of Shinomen. The very climate is different from here. You are not someone from the River of Gold. Zagisan, you actually have a claim to be a local one. But ask yourself: do you like it was the the crane or the crab, or heavens forgive the scorpion, to have a say on? who will be the next champion of the hair. I agree with the sentiment, Emerald Magistrate. I think you have shown a simpler wisdom here, ansahina However, if your claim is to let the people of Hiroshima make the decisions, as making that all is not that. I commend you on that proposal. I think you're misguided on actually enforcing.
3: So if I understand correctly, you would want someone who had been speaking and spending time with the local commoners, the populace, to inform the decision. A samurai versed in the politics of the empire, connected to the Emerald Office with the authority to make the decision, and with the connection and influence with the local populace, and someone spending time to ensure their culture is remembered and attended to. This would be your ideal person, kitsune so, Anand seems
0: to think for a moment, yes, that would be exactly the profile that I would feel is better fitted to this. I would rather not be a single person, of course, but finding even a single samurai that would feel those qualities might be difficult. And you know for a fact that, of course, you can sell yourself as that. Person, But uh, you also remember that uh, there are other samurai that uh, have been working with the peasants, and one of them actually happens to be a Yoriki of Minoru. So what did you prepare to help you sell yourself?
3: Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you say that um, Aiko had spent time learning that the the spider lily was an important uh, piece of iconography in the local populace? Was that correct? Or was that something else that I could have learned?
0: Uh, if that is how you're going to interpret finding the spider lilies, that is definitely an imp- interpretation you can take. Of I, of I can't in.
3: remember the interpretation or the information he gathered. I remember like the word spider lily was important, but I can't remember the context of it.
0: That's the thing. You don't have a context, but it becomes it is clear that it is important Some enough for someone to
3: be leaving marks of it. Stone. Okay, so it's more of a graffiti thing and not like a cultural symbol that like multiple people have, right? <laughs> Iku does not know. What I'm when I'm thinking of, Ludo, and correct me if I'm wrong, since Iko made a tattoo buddy, I was thinking he could have gotten some sort of small artful tattoo of the iconography of Hirosaka from his connection in the local populace, but I can't think of what a good symbol of that would be besides like the moth clan, but I don't like that idea.
0: I mean, you can have a lantern.
3: What do you guys think? Moth lantern? Yeah, that sounds cool to me.
2: Yeah, go for it. Pirates definitely did not mention anything like that at all. Wait, did they? No, that was like, that was something else. But yeah, don't worry.
3: Aiko leans forward from where he was sitting and rolls up the sleeve of the left arm of his kimono, showing a small lantern tattoo right on the, the left, the tricep? a small artful there is a small tattoo of a shimmering lantern on Iko's left tricep done from the local tattoo artist he befriended a couple days ago and has spent time connecting with and as he turns to reveal the recent piece of artistry aiko softly says i am aware that i am not a native to this area and as you said most of us at this table are not but it is my heart's deepest desire to see that in this case, a proper representative of the moth is picked. And with the guidance of the three of you and the locals of Hirosaka, I would be privileged to see that that is taken care of properly.
0: Usagi turns to, to Makoto. Why did he pull his kimono back?
2: Sorry, who did she ask that to?
0: Uh, to the Falcon. going to... Usagi-san,
1: Aiko uh, pulled up his kimono to reveal a tattoo of, and I'm is going to describe it.
0: And Anand seems pretty convinced about that shot termination, but Makoto's expression is pretty serious, and this is probably the first time that he was not cheerful at any commentary the whole night. So much that he even ignored. Now, I see. I thought they were all gone. I would say that that is more than acceptable.
2: Yuzume is going to just turn and look at the tattoo and narrow her eyes because she can see that this is probably going to open up a lot of doors that perhaps did not need opening up <laughs> and once again just finds herself very annoyed with Sakai no Doji Eiko.
0: It's getting late, I should retire for night. I have correspondence to send mm, makoto excuses himself
2: it was wonderful to finally get a chance to sit and speak with you tori takasan thank you
4: and for myself as well tori takasan i hope you enjoyed the meal
0: very much thank you asahina san it was a very enlightening dinner luminare one will even say
2: and that's when Yuzume's eyes widen, because that's definitely what the pirates were saying when she and Hajime went to investigate to find Tante Amira.
4: I think his probably would as well, but he would be trying very hard not to show it, being that he is the one being addressed. And then, then now,
0: turn to other methods. Well... I think it should be pretty clear for us that we, we plan to support Kezuku's plan in whatever she requires. We believe that this is probably the best opportunity that the Minor clans had had centuries. A fabulous opportunity for everyone involved. Is that what you truly believe? And then uh, insists, or are you compromising? Kitsune-san, I truly believe that the AAZ is the
1: only right choice to go forward. But? No but. I'm sh- And I'm sure as any of my yoriki will attest, or my advisor, I don't
3: compromise well. I genuinely believe it is the right choice to move forward with. Hesitation you are hearing in Bayushi Minoru-sama's tone is just due to the fact that we have not spoken with Otomo-sama yet as to the exact details of her proposition. You have laid out a marvelous framework that we understand the aims, and I agree with Bayushi-san that this is... Indeed, the most amenable decision we can make moving forward to restore the river of gold. However, details must be discussed to understand her plan and how we can best support it. Now,
0: Aiko, you know something that they don't do. You know certain documents. You know what the, the great Clan's been doing. And you don't know exactly what Kazuko has told the great clans. Or he's going to tell the great clans to get them to be a part of this deal. But you get a feeling that this is bait. That uh, it's true that the minor clans are going to get increased uh, representation. It's also true that it's nowhere close to what they are expecting from the conversation this dinner. Actually, this would make the plans of the great clans much easier to implement. Because we never knew trades or sanctions or taxes was going to be implemented, it will need to be approved by the six members of the council, maybe seven. So it will need to delay. In the meantime, the great clans will be able to move whatever they wanted to do and control the place economically without any context. And in fact, because the governor has the right of veto, there is only one person that they needed to convince whenever someone will try to block the trade or prevent a monopoly, or correct the the extreme exploitative rice lending rates. Well, that's just a word to the governor, and it's fact. So it's true that the minor clans are going to get more autonomy and more representation. However, nothing there will prevent the great clans, especially the crane, and especially the things that you promised,
3: to be accomplished. In fact, it will make it all too easy. Aiko just unfurls his fan to cover his face and gets lost in thought.
5: The Emerald Lands, Their Wonders, and Horrors were played by Ludo. They can be found at Dilethiel on Twitter and Ichio, as well as at Heroes of the Republic. Bayushi Minoru was played by Brad. He can be found on Discord at BZAJ1648 and at Twitter at BZAJDABarbarian. Sakai Sakaino Doji Eiko was played by Evan. He can be found on Facebook as Evan Strite, Discord as mushy 1871 and on fellow L5R actual play, Secondhand Strife. Soshi Yuzume was played by Charlie. She can be found on Discord as Salian and on Twitter at BowserJ, where you can find links to her L5R blog. Asahina Hajime was played by Sam. He can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live From My Basement and on Instagram at SJ
3: This is a Court Games podcast. You can find out more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter or at their site, CourtGamesPod.com. Legend of the Five Rings is the intellectual property of Fantasy Flight Games.
4: Oh. www.d20radio.com